What a great promise that is. In the darkest and the hardest fight, I, God, will rescue you. That's good stuff. Doug Eaton, would you pray for us, please, sir? We get started. Yes. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. The title of the message is Spiritual Dryness, Spiritual Apathy, The Hardened Heart. Psalms 100, 1 and 2 says this. It says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with joyful singing. Enter His courts with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. That's a great verse. Praise the Lord. Psalm 136 says this. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Psalm 96. Four. First part of it. It says. For great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. Psalm, one, Psalm 95, 1 and 2. O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. You know, over and over and over and over in the Bible... It talks about praising our Lord. It talks about giving Him praise and giving Him glory. It talks about that we should shout joyfully to the Lord. We should come before His presence with thanksgiving. We are to praise His holy name. And, and the Bible always tells us to do that. That that is, as a Christian, we have a lot to be excited about. We have a lot to be able to praise Him for. We have a lot that we should be shouting about and singing joyfully to Him. We get to do that to the God of creation and His Son who's, who has saved us from all unrighteousness. We have something to be praising Him for, and we should as Christians. I mean, you know that, that we, that we have a lot to be thankful for, and we are called to praise Him. But I know some days, some weeks, some months, maybe some years, we just don't feel like doing that. There are times in your life and in my life that it just, the praise and the song just does not seem to want to come. And I don't know about you, but you think, man, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. I, I should be able to do that. I should be able to sing and to praise and want to praise and want to worship. But there are just times I know that it's hard, that it just doesn't want to come. I get that. And today I want to speak about that, the causes of those kinds of feelings where we just don't want to shout for joy for our Lord. What causes those things? Because I believe if we know the causes, we can solve part of that issue. And then we're going to look at the solution 
for those causes. And I don't know about you, I hope that, that you can relate to this. I, I hope you don't have those kind of days and those kind of weeks, but I, if I was to take a show of hands, and I'm not going to, I bet every one of you would say one time, two times, maybe today, I've been spiritually dry. I've been spirit, I have spiritual apathy, or my heart has just been hardened. What do those things look like? Well, I'm going to tell you what, it, what they look like right here. If I'm spiritually dry, you feel distant from the Lord. You just don't see God working in your life. Or maybe the pressures of this old world have got you down and the struggles have got you down and it's just you just are just dry. You need a, a drink from the Lord if you would. And you just you're just not feeling it. You're spiritually dry. I can tell you there was a guy in the Bible by the name of King David who became spiritually dry over his sin. We'll talk more about him in just a minute. Or maybe you have spiritual apathy, that you've reached a point in your life that you're just cold towards the Lord. You're just indifferent towards the Lord. It really doesn't make any difference, and you really don't care about your spiritual journey, that you have maybe kind of wandered off, and, and it just, you know, I, yeah, I'll come this Sunday, and maybe not, or maybe three or four Sundays, and I'll come back again one of these days. And your journey with Christ is just not the same. And you don't have that passion. You don't have that care that you had one time. And spiritual apathy has now crawled into your life. And you don't know what to do with it. Sometimes we get, Elisha was like that. If you remember Elisha, great victory, calling down fire from heaven. And it's not uh, a chapter later we find Elisha under a tree begging God to kill him what a great victory and now he's just so depressed he just doesn't care anymore because of the issues of life the hardened heart is another one a heart that no longer seeks after God a heart that no longer loves other people I know a heart that no longer wants to read his word and to pray and even come to church and sometimes it happens to many of us I know it's a heart that says, God, I am angry at you. I am bitter towards you, God, because of something in your life. And you can just fill in that blank if you wanted to. And our heart becomes hardened towards the things of God. I thought about Peter and the disciples after Jesus was crucified. What did they do once their leader was gone? They looked around amongst themselves and they go, what do we do now? He's gone. I'm going fishing. What Peter said, and the disciples went fishing. With, they thought it was over. And they were angry at what happened to, to their friend Christ. And they were bitter. And they thought, I'm done. And yet we find a different story here in just a minute. You know, if it can happen to King David, if it can happen to Elijah, if it can happen to Peter and the disciples... It can happen to every one of us in here, can it not? It can happen to everyone, and probably has. So what are we going to do about it? When a person begins to feel spiritually dry, spiritual apathy, when they begin to have this hardened heart, I would suggest to you the very first thing one must do. And we talked about it last week. One must now examine their faith. 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, Examine your faith, test your faith, to see if you've truly been born again. 
if you've really given your heart and life to Christ, and if you have given your heart and life to Christ, then I'm going to tell you these are some causes for those conditions. Why have I lost the passion that I once had? What, 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 what's been going on in my life that is causing me to, to have this hardened heart or just an apathy towards the things of God? What causes that? And I believe if we know the causes, then you can know the solutions to those causes. So I'm going to give you a couple of causes why you and your in the past have lived that way. I think the first thing it is is unconfessed sin in your life. Unconfessed sin in your life. You see, unconfessed sin causes a separation between you and God. The pipeline is now clogged up between you and Him. You see, unconfessed sin robs us of the joy of your salvation. The joy of your salvation. I mean, King David would have said that, did he not? When he had committed those sins with Bathsheba and Uriah, and he left that sin in his life for almost a year. When he never confessed it, he just let it sit, and he let that simmer in there. In Psalm 32, we read about what was going on in his life. He said, he said you know, it was kind of like God's hand was on me all the time. He said, my body is wasting away. I groan all the time. And I want to have nothing to do with God. It seemed like he's just on me, oppressed. And he kept this unconfessed sin for a long, long time. And then finally the Bible tells us that he came to his senses and he confessed and he repented of those sins. And he said, Father, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Create in me a new heart, Father, if you would, please. Give me that passion back that I once had for you. And then in Psalm 32, 1, after God has restored him and, and cleansed him, he makes this statement. Blessed is the man and the woman whose sins have been forgiven. You see, you, you will go into a spiritual dryness when you allow those sins to keep piling up on you. When you allow unconfessed sin to get to you, it will just keep coming and keep coming. And one day the Bible tells us that if we don't get rid of that sin, we will be like David. We will groan because our bodies are wasting away. We have no energy for the Lord and we become spiritually dry and have spiritual apathy. No one wants that. Sin will cause us, if you would, to be in that condition. Do you have unconfessed sin in your life? If you do and you harbor that, I promise you that, that you will begin to be dry towards the things of, the, of Jesus. You'll become apathetic to that. Your heart will be hardened. And you'll be just like David. What do I do now? My life is a mess. Nobody wants that. I think the second reason that we sometimes have spiritual dryness and apathy in our lives is, you know, we, we just forget about the blessings that God has given to us. We forget how good God is to us and how easy that is to just to forget it. We get going on our world. Matthew 8, I mean, Mark 8, there's a story in the Bible that, that Jesus is talking to his disciples and they have gotten in this boat, and they're sailing across the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And the disciples were kind of griping at each other and griping at Jesus. They go, who, who brought the bread? We're hungry. 
who brought the bread? And they look around and nobody has, nobody brought the bread. And these boys were hungry and it's time to eat and, and, and somebody forgot to bring meals for them, the bread. And Jesus looks at them and said, don't you, don't you guys get it? Don't you understand? Don't you remember just a couple of days ago, I took five loaves of bread and I served 5,000 people with those five loaves of bread and two fishes. Don't you remember that, disciples? And then he asked him a question. Did we have any left over? <laughs> the disciples go, yeah, 12 baskets full. Why don't you remember that, boys? I bless that. Or what about when we had seven loaves of bread and I fed, I fed 4,000 people just the other day? And we had how many baskets? Yeah, that's right, seven. And Jesus was reminding them, remember the goodness I have to you. Remember how good I have been to you. Remember how I have blessed you. And how many times in our Christian walk do we forget that? We forget how good he is to us. We forget about being saved for eternity. We forget about the material things he's brought in, the spiritual things. We forget the family that he's brought to us. And we just live life like, like yeah, I deserve this. And we forget that God is behind everything. And we, and we walk this whole road and we forget to count our many blessings. And when we stop counting our many blessings, guess what happens to us? We become spiritually dry. We become spiritually apathy. And our heart begins to harden for the things of God because we no longer see how good God is to us. That causes those kind of things in our life. I think the third reason or causes for that dryness is pride. Our self-pride. You see, sometimes we get to going in life and, and we go, you know, I think I got this. I got this. I'm cruising along and everything is good. I can pay all my bills. I got enough money. I got all this kind of good stuff. I'm making some really good decisions in my life. And, I, you know, I, yeah, God, I know you're there, but I think I can handle it on my end right now. I believe I can. And they begin to live a life that sounds like the Frank Sinatra song. I did it my way. I did it my way. I went to a funeral a while back in Atoka, Oklahoma. The theme of the funeral was, I did it my way. That's sad. Because, see, as Christians, we don't do it my way. We do it God's way. You see? And when that pride begins to get us and we think we can do it ourselves, I promise you God will remind the Christian that you can't. I'm thinking of Pharaoh and, 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 and Moses when Pharaoh went to, those, went to him and said, man, you've got to let my folks go. Let them out of that bondage. And, and the Bible says, Pharaoh said, no, I can't do it. I'm not serving your God. I'm going to do my own thing. Didn't work out very good for Pharaoh, did it? He ended up swimming in the, in the, in the Nile River. What about King Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar was self-proclaimed the greatest king of all time. You will bow down to me. I'm the greatest. You will give me praise and you will give me glory that I am the greatest. And the Bible says God heard that and God saw that and God removed him as king 
And he put him out in, in a pasture, the Bible says. And for seven years, the dew in the morning, the morning dew fell on him. And he ate grass like the cattle that were surrounding him. You see, God said, no, you're not the greatest. You're not the, the greatest of all time. My son is, but you're not. And God had to remind King Nebuchadnezzar about his pride. That, yeah, you think you're pretty good, but no, you're not. And pride, when we get pride and we're going to do our own thing as a Christian, God will remind us, no, you can't. And when we get like that, that spiritual dryness will come because we can do it our way. We begin to live for ourselves and not for Him. And that's an issue. And God says, no, you're not going to. Dryness, apathy, hardened heart will come when we allow those kind of things into our life. You see, God hates pride. Did you know that? God absolutely hates pride in His children. You know why? Because the thing that got Satan kicked out of heaven was what? It was pride. Pride will keep more people out of heaven than anything else. Because you see, there might be folks in this auditorium in the past and maybe today. I'll give an invitation and you know you need to do something. You know you need to come up. But pride says, no, I just, I just can't do that because I'm afraid of what people will say. I've got a reputation here. I've got to keep this rep. People will say, you're not a believer? And pride will keep you in that pew. And pride will send you to hell if you're not careful. Because of what you want people to think highly of you. Instead of submitting your life to Christ, I see her shaking her head, yes. Pride brings dryness, apathy, and a hardness of heart. And it brings eternal separation from holy God if you're not careful. The fourth cause I wanted just real quickly, and this could hit all of us. Physical, mental, spiritual stresses, burdens in our life. The trials of life will bring spiritual dryness. Did you know that? The trials of life. You know, when you're sick and you got a little pain and you just don't feel good, hard to focus on Christ at that point. When life throws you a curveball, you get a phone call or something happens, you get a sickness, you get bad news, something, something is stepping on your life, if you would. It's hard to focus on Christ and spiritual things, is it not? I just feel dry today because I'm hurting so bad. I got something mentally going on in my mind. I just, I got some issues in my life and, and I just, I, I know I'm dry, but I don't want to do anything about it. I know I don't care so much. I, my heart is hardened. I just, no. You see, the prophet Job was like that when God took, a, took away everything Job had. And, and Job started out good on that journey, but, but things began to fall apart for Job. And God, and God allowed Job to suffer. Because you see, God wanted Job to learn two things in his life. That, Job, your pride is not good. You, you are the greatest man in the East, yes. But that doesn't float with him. And the second reason God allowed Job to suffer was because he wanted Job to be able to see who God really is. That God really is control. That God is God and you're not. That God created the, all this mess right here. Job, you need to understand who I am. You needed a fresh look from God. 
So if you're struggling someday and you feel you're dry and those kind of things, man, maybe God's just trying to tell you something. That, that maybe you need to get a, a fresh look of who God is and, and submit your life to Him and get right with Him. Difficult circumstances could cause this in our life. Anybody been there? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? How are you going to solve it? What's the solution to that? Well, I believe the first thing that we need to look at for a solution is, first of all, you've got to recognize there's a problem. You've got to recognize that there's a problem. You've got to recognize I'm dry. I, I don't care. My heart's hardened. You've got to recognize that. And the Bible says when you are able to recognize that fact, that God will direct you what you need to do. That's an amazing thing. You don't have to. God's going to show you what you've got to do. Psalm 139, some great verses, 23 and 24 will help you when you're in that condition this is you praying to God search me oh God and know my heart boy have you ever just prayed that search me God you want God to search you and know my heart great verse try me and know my anxious thoughts father do that and if there's any hurtful way in me lead me into the everlasting way or show me, Father, what I need to do to change. Show me, Father, why I am like I am. Why am I spiritually dry? Why do I not care? And why has my heart been hardened? You see, we've got to recognize that. And when we do, we ask God to direct us. The Bible says when we search for God, we will find Him when we search for Him with all of our heart. You want, you want God to speak to you? Go search for Him. And when we draw near to God, guess what happens? He draws near to us. You need help in an area, draw near to God, and He draws near to you. He's not mad at you. He, he's not mad at you because you're spiritually dry. Your heart's been hard. He's not mad at you. It's a beautiful thing about, about God. Because when we decide that we have this issue in our lives, and we go, we go ask God about it, and we repent of that and we confess that to him and he cleans us up. Guess what? That's what he wants to do. But how many times when we are like that and we don't want to pray, we don't want to speak to the Heavenly Father, we don't want to even address him, we just, we just kind of want to ignore him because we know we're in the wrong. But we have a God whose arms are open wide every time that we're sinning. Every time we've walked away, every time our heart is dry and apathetic, he says, come to me. Come to me, he says, and my arms are open wide. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. As I, as I talk to some of our new Christians, that's, that's kind of what they're saying. I said, you know, I, I figured out I was away from the Lord. I, I, need, I was convicted, but I didn't know what to do. Or I didn't want to do it because I was maybe afraid of what God would say or what people would say. But when they came to the Lord and they took that step out of the pew, something changed, something was different about them when they accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They understood that God was not mad at them, that God did not hate them, but God loved them so much. And that feel of, of love when they came and got Christ into their life was almost unspeakable, they will say. Something has changed, they would say, because we serve a God who loves us so much that does not want us to be separated with him forever and forever. And he will say, come, all who will. 
And once that has happened in our lives, once we have, have got that taken care of, once we have repented of that dryness, that apathy, that hard heart, and we have received the forgiveness of God and the cleansing of God and the righteousness of God and all that stuff that he gives us, now what do we need to do? What do we need to do now? What, now what can we do about that? I think the first thing is we need to read God's Word. Get back into the Word. Because I promise you, if you are dry or you have a hardened heart, you've not been in this book. I know you. <laughs> I know me. I know you. You haven't been in this book. Psalm 119.11 says this, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You see, in this book, there's healing that comes from this book. And when you're dry, when you're hardened, when you're apathy, healing comes in this book. There's no better book to find how life is. If you're struggling with one of these issues and you want to know what to read in his word, I'll give you two, two, two books. I would go to Psalms number one because Psalms is all about what we're talking about. King David struggled with dryness and apathy, hardness of heart. He struggled with enemies coming at him. He, understood, he struggled with, God, where are you? And over and over, he tells you what he did. He praised the Lord. Second chapter I would tell you to go to is the book of John. The book of John is all about Jesus. That's what it is, about Jesus. That's where I would go. So I would read that first. The second thing I would do, I would begin to pray and to communicate with the Father. Because if you've been cleansed and you've been forgiven, that pipeline is now opened to you. And you can go to him and tell him anything that you need to tell him. He's wanting to hear from you. And when he wants to hear from you, he will respond to you. I promise you. That's what the Bible tells us, that he'll respond. Because he hears the prayers of the righteous. You're in that one of those kind of conditions. Man, I just go to him in prayer. Read his word. Pray. Then I would be in fellowship with other Christian believers. Be in fellowship with other Christian believers. Because the Bible tells us when we gather together, we encourage each other. We help boost everybody up. We give a little motivation to them. The early church in Acts 2, what did they do? They met together. They ate together. They spent time together. They worshiped together. They prayed together. And it was such a sweet fellowship of encouragement for each other. Man, if you've been dry, I would say come to the Lord's house. And worship, yes, but also have fellowship with other believers. Because, you know, when we have fellowship and we are talking to folks that are not believers outside that world, it's just kind of ugly sometimes, isn't it? But we can have sweet fellowship with, with other believers. I believe that's what he's called us to do. And the last thing, the last solution I would give to you right now is to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Casting Crowns has a song, and, and maybe we should have played it today, I don't know. But it says, praise you in the, in the storm. The greatest thing that you and I can do when you are dry, apathy, hard to heart, is just praise the Lord. When you have something that comes into your life that you just cannot stand, it's awful. I would urge you to just say, praise the Lord. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Praise the Lord anyway. Well, I don't want to. I get that. 
praise the Lord anyway. You see, when that begins to flow from your mouth, it will flow from your heart. And when we are taking the time just to praise the creator of this world, you're praising the one that died for you. The heart will begin to change. And that dryness will be just like you've got a big gulp of water. You'll no longer be dry because you're praising him in the storm. No matter what, we praise him in the storm. Why is it important to get out of spiritual dryness and apathy and hardness of heart? Because you see, we have an enemy. We have an enemy out there. We have an enemy out there that wants to steal your joy. He wants to kill your testimony. And he wants to rob you of the abundant life. You see, when you are in that condition, spiritual condition, I mean, he's happy because he stole your joy from you. He stole his joy. And he's happy with that. Do you want to make the devil happy? Or you want to make the Lord happy? You see, that's important that we do it. It's important we recognize, we repent, we go read, we pray, we worship, we, we get together, and we praise our Father who art in heaven. If the giants of the faith deal with this issue, I know many of us will deal with this issue too. The quicker you go take it to the Lord, the better off you'll be. The quicker you get right with the Lord, repent, let him change you, the better you'll be. Because now you, and now you, like King David, will be able to cry out, Father, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Create in me a new heart. Father, give me a passion that I haven't had in a long time for you. You see, we've got solutions to those issues, don't we? We got it. And the thing about it is, those solutions are not worldly solutions. You don't find those solutions in a book by Dr. Phil or Oprah. Because you see, the things that we deal with now, those are all spiritual. Your dryness is spiritual. Apathy is spiritual. Heart and heart is spiritual. And, and to have a spiritual issue cannot be solved with a worldly solution. You can't do it. And we try to. We try to solve it with worldly philosophies, ideas, and we don't successful because you can't solve spiritual issues without a spiritual solution. And if you look at that list, every one of those is spiritual. I would urge you to do that if you're in those kind of conditions. Maybe God is far away. Maybe you just don't care. Maybe you've got some bitterness towards God. Uh, I don't know what's going on in your life. But I promise you, if you're dry, if you're apathetic, and if you've got a hardness of heart, there are ways to get around that. There are ways to solve that. And that is taking it to the Lord and let Him direct you in what you need to do. Find a spiritual solution to the spiritual problem. As the piano plays, we'll begin our invitation time. <clears throat> I don't know how God has spoken to you today. Maybe, maybe you're in that position right now. I don't know. Maybe you have been or maybe you're fixing to be. That God just doesn't seem. He's very, he's very close to me. He's far away. And you don't really care about it. <laughs> That's an issue. 
Don't let the enemy win. Let don't let him steal your joy. As the piano plays, I just let you do business with, with Holy God. Make a sit right there and pray. If you need Jesus, I'll be right up here. As the piano plays, let's pray. However, God directs you to pray. If you're spiritually dry, spiritual apathetic, if you've got a hardness of heart, the first